Hi, and welcome to the Frugal Debt-Free Life Podcast. I'm your host, Lydia San, and I am passionate about teaching people how to live a frugal, debt-free life. Life is messy and complicated and rarely fits inside of a cash envelope. So if you're ready to have some non-judgmental money conversations, then let's do it. Let's have them. You have come to the right place. Today, we're going to be talking about finding your why to getting out of debt. My husband and I just celebrated our eighth debt-free anniversary. We got out of debt in February of 2014, and I remember the exact moment. I remember my husband was holding our oldest son on his hip. I was holding the baby at the time. He was on the phone with Sally Mae. He hung up, and I looked at him and said, okay, take a deep breath. Let's remember this moment before we have to move on and do more hard work. Let's just take a second and appreciate everything we've done up until that that point. And so we're gonna talk about why that mattered. But first, it is almost the beginning of a brand new month and I like to take this time to take stock of my life, to check my investments, make sure that I'm on track, to check my savings goals, to do some things around my house like change my air filter, (laughs) that sort of thing. But I also like to take the time to make sure that my emergency plans are up to date. And in between the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2011, so in about a five-month time span, my family and I had to do two emergency evacuations due to storms. And it was scary, and I was really glad that we had our emergency documents all in one place, all together. And it's really important, if you do not have an emergency binder, to put one together, you can you know, go into a Word document and put, you know, all of your passwords, scan your vaccine cards and your passports and your driver's licenses and all of that. You can do it in a spiral bound notebook or you can for $4.99 grab my printables. It's over 20 pages of printables that include spaces to put health information, banking information, all of the stuff that someone would need to step in and take over for you if, God forbid, something bad happened. Or if you suddenly had to move and you needed to enroll your kids in a new school, all of that information is together. So leave a link below so you can check that out. Okay, so let's talk about the why of getting out of debt, why it matters, why it's important. And I'm going to say this, the why only matters to you. Your reasons for getting out of debt and wanting to get in control of your finances are going to be completely different than someone else's. My reason for getting out of debt was because I felt very much stuck in my life. I loved my job. I was a news reporter. I loved my job. It was all I ever wanted to do, but I made no money. I made such little money and my health insurance was horrible and I was pregnant at the time with my oldest son had just been in a car accident I was walking with a cane I was in constant pain and I was stuck I knew I was gonna have to go back to work which I was fine with I wanted to work I was gonna have to put my kid in daycare absolutely nothing wrong with putting your kid in daycare but at the end of the day I would only be making four hundred dollars a month after I paid for his insurance and daycare. So basically, we couldn't afford for me to stay home, but I would only be making 400 Like that $400 a month 
made the difference between us surviving and not. And regardless of whether or not you enjoy your job, having to be dependent on it because you can't lose $400 a month, working your butt off and not seeing your family ever because you couldn't afford to live without $400 a month, it just, it felt so defeating. Ugh. And I remember I was laying in my bed. I was reading a Charlene Harris book on, on my Kindle that I had borrowed from the library, the book, not the Kindle. And I was so pregnant. I felt the baby kick. I look over, my husband's asleep because he was leaving for work at four o'clock in the morning. We were hardly seeing each other. And I just broke down crying because I felt so alone. And I knew this stress isn't good for our marriage. This stress isn't good for this baby. And we're just bringing a child into this situation that we feel like we lack so much control over. And it was my need to be in control of my destiny, my need to be in control of the path that my life went down that was the catalyst for us getting out of debt. Everyone's why is going to be different. But saying, I just want to get out of debt and not having a bigger reason, we need to have a reason outside of ourselves often. And that reason can be, I want to travel. I want to buy a house. I want to help people. I want to provide for my child's education. I want to provide for other people's children's education. Whatever the desire is, it doesn't have to be altruistic. It can be realistic. It, it just needs to be germane to who you are. And so I put out a call on Instagram asking people what was their why. And I got hundreds of responses. I got more responses from this question than I think I have ever gotten from any question book, question block, excuse me, that I have put on Instagram. And they range from, I want to take my kids to Disney World to, I want to get my sister out of an abusive relationship. I mean, some of these are very just light, everyday desires, and some of them were heavy, life-changing reasons to get out of debt. And so first of all, thank you to everyone who shared your story with me. It means more than you know that you trust me and allow me to be a part of your story. So let's jump into some of these. So one person said to spend more time with my kids and travel. We were able to really start traveling for the first time recently as safely as possible, obviously, because we're still in a pandemic. And it's been great to travel and not have to worry about spending too much money and knowing that we're still meeting all of not just our basic needs, but we're also able to give money and we're putting extra money towards our goals and we're putting money into retirement towards our kids' education. And so for us, the travel has just been the icing on the cake. Someone else says less payments equals different priorities. Amen. If you are in debt, have you ever totaled up how much you spend on a monthly basis, excuse me, just paying your debts, just going to student loans, credit cards, car payments, whatever it is that you're paying off, it adds up fast because you think, oh, I can afford a $200 payment, a $300 payment, but this $200 payment added to this payment, added to that payment, it all adds up. 
this one is slightly heartbreaking, but it is the reality for so many. And it says, so I won't be like my parents. I always felt one step away from homelessness as a kid. Friend, that was a heavy thing for you to have to carry as a child, and I'm sorry that that was your experience. And I know that for many people, those childhood experiences really play a huge role in how we perceive money as adults. And so the fact that you're working to overcome that says so much about your perseverance, and I'm just proud of you. I am, I'm proud of anyone who looks at their situation, the situation that they're in now, or the situation that they grew up in and says, the cycle stops here. Someone else said, to model what a healthy relationship with money looks like for my kids. Yeah. I mean, because they're watching everything that we do, right? Everything trickles down. They see it, they hear it, they feel it, they experience it. And that's a heavy thing to walk around with as a parent. But it's also an empowering thing to walk around with as a parent because we know when we make good choices, we're passing those choices on to our child. I was on TikTok this week. Yes, I'm too old to be on TikTok, but I love it and I'm obsessed with it. So whatever. And there was a video of a mom saying, when mommy says stop, you need to say okay. And the little girl, she's probably maybe just turned two years old. She says, but I'm a baby. And her mom says, I know, but when mommy tells you to stop, you need to stop. And the girl goes, but I'm a baby. And it made me laugh because I am the mom of a sassy two-year-old little girl. But also that little girl has heard her mom say, you know, be careful with your sister. She's just a baby or be quiet around your sister. She's napping. She's just a baby. And it's adorable that she's internalized that to know like, hey, I'm the baby and I'm safe being the baby. But how she really quickly turned it around on that mom. And any choices we make as parents, our kids are seeing. And when they see us work hard to manage our money, but also understand that money is a tool that we control and not something that controls us, it's going to have a positive impact on them as adults so that we have more options in life and aren't limited by how much we owe. I felt this one in my spirit because this is exactly what I was talking about at the top of the episode. Yes, having options, options are like currency. Someone else said to be able to retire at 57. I think that's so amazing. Circle back. I want to know if you made it. I know you will. I know if you work, you will. Someone else said, I want to go into my retirement years with more savings and no debt. Amen. Not original, but freedom and mental space. Also, intentionality starting fresh. Your reasons do not have to be original. They don't have to be groundbreaking. They just have to be your reasons. Someone said, breaking a generational habit of debt and foreclosure. I also want to travel more as a family. Uh, Again, I am so proud of anyone who looks at a cycle and says, well, here's where it stops. I wanted my money to be mine and do what I please and to break the generational debt cycle. Every single one of you who left a comment saying that, I see it and you can do it. I believe it. I believe you can do it. This one got to me. (laughs) I'm still a little emotional after reading it. It says, disabled son, want to leave him with enough wealth to thrive. Ugh. That's that's a mama bear right there. I want to be in control and enjoy my retirement, and the thought of it scares me so much. 
it can feel scary, but let's flip that narrative from I'm scared to, well, now I have the information, so I'm going to make the best decisions that I can now. We can't go back and undo or redo what did happen or didn't happen. We can only move forward and own that and empower yourself. I loved this one. It said, I want to give to others in big ways, like an air conditioner for a family who needs it. I feel like you have a very specific person in mind, and I love that that's your heart. We have been able to bless people in big ways, and it's been amazing. Uh, You know, we were on the receiving end of a lot during our lowest years, and it's been awesome to give back. This one, this again is another chain breaker. She says, every single person in my family is thumbs down emoji with money. My dad passed with $400 in his 401k at only 70 years old. I'm sorry about your dad. That's terrible. I'm sorry that that was your experience. And I know that that was a frightening experience for both of you. And I'm so happy to see you doing the work to end it because it's a burden I no longer want to carry. I love that. Put it down. Put put that burden down. I've always said that having debt is like wearing a backpack full of bricks. You can't move or breathe or thrive with it on your back. And once you are loose from it, life feels so much better and so much more free. So lay down that weight. You can do it. To invest more in what I find fun, I have an expensive hobby. I'm married to someone with an expensive hobby. Oof. Woodworking. I mean, it's great because I'm literally right now sitting on a beautiful bed that he built for me. But golly gee, it is super expensive of a hobby. One of the most common answers I got was, I don't want our adult children sacrificing anything because of our financial irresponsibility. That's a direct quote. Someone else said, I don't want to be a burden to my children. My dad passed and left nothing but debt. Your end-of-life years, your elderly years, will be some of your most expensive. It costs a lot to be old in America. End-of-life care is expensive. Nursing homes are expensive. There's There's a lot of money to be made off of the elderly, unfortunately. And who pays for that if they don't have the money set aside to do so? I'm talking thousands of dollars a month in care. And if you don't have that money set aside, your children have to pay for it. Or you're put in a government subsidized facility where you might not get the best care. And I don't say that to frighten anyone. And I don't say that to disparage anyone who has family members in those facilities. It's just the reality of the situation. (sighs) And when you get too old to work and you have bills to pay and expenses, who pays for those expenses? And by asking children to pick up those costs. We're just creating a cycle. Okay. They don't have the money to retire. They don't have the money to pay for their kids' education. Their kids take out loans. The cycle continues. It goes on and on and on and on. Okay. So let's switch gears to some people who are out of debt and let them share with you their sides. So one lady said, I've been debt-free for four years now. We get to live in the present rather than paying for the past. Exactly. Out of debt now, but was motivated by peace of mind. Out of debt now, but we've gotten to travel so many different places in the past few years. We paid off our debt three years ago, and now we're getting to pay for our kids to go to college so they won't have to worry about it. 
we wanted to adopt, and we did five times now. Oh, I love it. That's so sweet. I'm out of debt, and I was able to save up money to go see where my grandmother grew up in Ireland. Oh, I love these reasons. Your reasons can be your reasons, whether it's traveling to Ireland or adopting or just living in your home comfortably and not worrying about it. Your reasons are unique to you. And whatever they are, I want you to today come up with a reason. Think, think about what you want your life to look like. Think about why you're on this path. Write it on a sticky note. Write it in the notes app of your phone. Write it on the mirror. Just put it somewhere where every now and then when you start to get a little tired of the process, you can pull it out, look at it, and be reminded of why you're doing what you're doing. Okay, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to every single one of you for being here. I appreciate you so much. And thank you to every single one of you who has left a review. You have no idea how much that means to me. Wherever it is you're listening, well, I think it's just two two places that give you options. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or if you're listening on Spotify, if you swipe over the artwork, you'll get the opportunity to leave a review. That is how people find the show and spread this message of hope and getting out of debt and financial freedom. So thank you. I'm going to read you a review from January that made me cry. (laughs) It said, I just started my journey towards becoming debt-free. There's a saturation of information. I typed debt-free on the podcast search and was immediately drawn by this podcast. I love that Lydia is judgment-free and will offer a a wealth of information without the rigidity of sticking to a specific plan. She encourages flexibility and will love on you hard while remaining graceful. I also like the segments are brief, making it easy for me to make time to listen and absorb. Yes, I think today's show may be the longest one I have ever done, but I try to keep things mercifully short. So thank you for that review. Thank you to everyone who takes the time to listen. You can find me on Instagram at Lydia Sin. You can check out frugaldebtfreelife.com backslash podcast for more episodes. And you can find me on YouTube at Lydia Sin. So thank you for being here. Thank you for chatting with me. And I'll talk to you soon.